Welcome to the Mum to Millionaire podcast. I love this episode because it's all about branding. Now introducing my mum, Vida V. I love you, mummy. Mum to Millionaire, I empower you to take control, make money. Mum to Millionaire, you can have it all, we won't let you fall. Mum to Hey beautiful, I'm Vina V and welcome to the 27th episode of the Mum to Millionaire podcast. On the show today we are in for a treat. I can already tell there's going to be such a great episode and we've got a little bonus here today because my mum on the show today has brought her gorgeous baby. So if you hear any kind of gurgling and cute noises, it's not your child, it is our other guest here in the uh, studio with us today. So today on the show... I just love this. She was so frustrated with kind of how the way networking events were is that she created her own and she's created that into a business. She's also the founder of Insight to Marketing and check this out. She also has four children. So I can't wait to talk to her and get into this and figure out how on earth she does it all. Please welcome to the show, V Roberts. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. This is, I wish people could see this, it's the cutest thing. V is just holding her baby and the baby's just staring and looking and she's so cute. So hello to both of you. Thanks. Say hello. (laughs) <laughs> um, your business, I, I just love it because you were so frustrated with the way the traditional networking events are. You're like, hey, I'm just going to create my own. So tell us the kind of story behind that. Well, basically, um, firstly, thank you for having me here. Um, basically, what happened was I had been working on contracts um, on a local and global level for agencies. And I was coming near to the end of one of my contracts and I just decided that I wanted to start back working for myself again. So rather than working for agencies, I decided to create my own sort of baby or project. So I came up with the idea of Inspire Your Biz, which is basically an event that's run by Insight to Marketing, um, which is my company. And it launched in November for Global Entrepreneurship Week and it was supposed to be a one-off event but it's actually run on as like a series. Wow. So, um, yeah, basically wanted to launch something that was relevant to me, uh, especially for mums with children that might not be able to get out, may have issues with resource at home, can't leave the house to go to networking events, you know, first thing in the morning because of childcare issues or, you know, attending events in the evening because (laughs) of childcare issues again. I'm laughing because if you're hearing a knocking, it's It's not your door, it's is our little cute baby going bang 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 what are you trying to do what are you doing <laughs> oh she's laughing now and another great usp you've got is that your events are affordable yes because again there's so many networking events events out there which aren't they are great there's so many great places out there but i think as a new mum as a, a mum who's just started a business we all know that money is tight and your events are just so affordable people can go and network and it's just a really you've really nailed it i think with your whole kind of marketing and that's why you, that's why you do marketing i suppose <laughs> yeah. i mean it, for me, the the whole ethos behind the event is around value. So not just the fact that the tickets are under £10, but more around the value of the experience that people get when they attend. So this was born, as I said, out of a need for me to... Um, 
sort of get my brand out there, but also for the speakers that are involved to yeah. get their brand out there and the people attending to get their brand out there. So it's a triple win because mm-hmm. the speakers come, they deliver empowering talks yeah. around their business, how they launched. Um, additionally, we have... Um, people like myself who are entrepreneurs as well who want to get their name out there so we come to network and share contacts and share ideas um and you know I could have priced it at you know 30 pounds plus but in fact I just remembered when I was made redundant and how it was for me trying to get around and attend networking events difficulty of attending them in the week as well so I just thought why not do one that's a realistic price that offers really great value that people will talk about and you know learn yeah. from and go away and take lots of uh, ideas from so no, it's just it's such a great idea and that Thank is why you. v is here today she's here to talk about the keys to creating a solid brand for your business and we've done a lot of kind of marketing shows on the podcast so far social media we haven't really kind of gotten the, the nitty-gritty of a brand and what exactly is someone's brand? Like, is it just the logo? Is it more than, like, what? what is it? Well, for me, I mean, traditionally, people might assume that a, a logo is someone's yeah. brand, but that's just the sort of part of the visual identity because as well as the logo, you may actually have other things like a strap line and what we yeah. call brand assets, so um, additional elements of the logo that go with it. Um, so, for example, you've got the BT globe and then you've got the words BT yeah. and then you've got, you know, the strap line that they have, etc. Um, I think, which I think is it's good to talk, isn't it? Is it is yeah. that BT? Or? Is that BT? <laughs> well, is that talk, talk? <laughs> yeah, but, but this is not sponsored by anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strap line. So that's, that's only part of it, you know, and, and along with sort of having a logo and visual identity, there are other things as well. So, for example, your tone of voice, that helps to create your brand, um, as well as what your key messages are. Yeah. And the story you tell as a brand as well, I think it's really important yeah. when you're shaping a brand. Um, it all depends as well on your on your audience. So depending on who you're trying to target, a lot of what you're delivering as a brand will be shaped around what they want to see yeah. and hear. Um, you really need to be responding to their need. If, mm-hmm. you're, if you're producing a, a product or service for a particular group of people, yeah. it really does need to be relevant and also shine through your branding. So more than just visual identity, absolutely more than just a logo. We're looking at things like your website presence. You know, are you online? Um, have you got... You know are you useful are you unique um do, do, are you visible you know how many keywords do you have that are associated with your brand or product for example for me i have insights to marketing i also have inspire your beers which is the event that yeah. we deliver um and we have hashtags that we've created mm-hmm. for those those are all part of our brand that's what's built us to where we are now yeah. um and there are lots of different things you could do to build a brand but ultimately you know it's definitely not just a logo there are lots of different things and mm. i've actually written a blog post about that as well very recently um and we'll link that actually into okay. the, the the podcast um, the, the blog post for this um so it's it's just your brand is it the, the main thing we have to remember is it just remember your key message in everything you do because I think sometimes people and I do this sometimes you know when you just go off randomly and it's like no why did I start the business in the first place who is it helping yeah and just always remembering that before you kind of do anything else does that make sense yeah I mean as long as you understand what your what your brand values are and your mission yeah. 
um, understanding what value you're giving to people and what your purpose is, mm-hmm. it kind of trickles down from there. Yeah. Because for me, insight to marketing, for example, is all about giving very straightforward, simple solutions to mm-hmm. people that is affordable. Yeah. Okay. So for me, that's what my brand is about. Mm-hmm. So I often give free tips, my blog, you know, lots of free, useful mm-hmm. information on there. Um, but aside from that, I also have other things. So I have my own unique images that I that yeah. I um, produce, which are all to live my brand. Mm-hmm. I think I've got a kind of t- special tone of voice as well because I've got yeah. a very informal sort of friendly tone mm. where before when I was working for corporates sort of nine to five my tone was always very much to their brand guidelines yeah. very much to their formal tone um, and you couldn't use things like mm-hmm. slang or jargon but I've got my own <laughs> unique style not to say that I use slang or jargon yeah. yo well, check this out <laughs> <laughs> but you know it depends on the audience actually yeah. quite a relevant point again so um, for me it, it is a lot around you know understanding what your audience is about really getting to grips with what your purpose is Mm -hmm. and then building a whole concept from there so beyond the logo understanding what you do um, and making sure that everything you say eat and breathe responds to your brand and then relates back to Mm -hmm. your your key audience yeah so what are the kind of steps as it were to creating this kind of solid brand we don't want this brand that's a a willy nearly kind of flaky like oh yeah she does this but she sometimes does that and Mm. we really want people to understand from the get-go what our business is and what we do how can we really kind of create that well I haven't really got any sort of major top tips but some of the things that I would definitely recommend is always try and have an online presence yeah. so whether that's a website or a social media profile um, it needs to be made to look and feel like you know your brand the mm-hmm. brand that you want so make sure that your website for example has a way to capture data yeah. because ultimately in the long term that data is what's going to be building your brand mm-hmm. when you correspond with people who've opted in to receive newsletters yeah. or opted in for you to call them or message them so for um, that do you mean obviously collecting people's email addresses but also like having some Google Analytics on your site as well to see yeah I mean Go- Google Analytics always recommended because obviously that can help you to identify areas for development pages that are going really well you know how you can track uh, people's movement around your site you know pages that they leave on your site etc but in terms of actually building your brand the website in terms of actually capturing data and making sure you've got an online presence if you think about a shop mm-hmm. obviously if you haven't got a shop for myself I'm a consultant and I run a, a fully integrated um, marketing agency but I don't have a shop front so people can't actually come into my shop um, and see me my shop front is my online presence yeah. and actually Actually saying that I'm, I'm in the process now of updating my website mm-hmm. but for many people um, online you know presence is really important so making sure you've got a website with the colors that you like mm-hmm. that's accessible to people uses the right size font um, really tells your story as well um, and I think telling your story across any online platform mm-hmm. is absolutely imperative so understanding what you stand for and making sure you communicate that um, for me my story around um, inspire your beers for example as I mentioned earlier is you know a off as a single mum you know had a child very young couldn't afford to attend networking events certainly couldn't have any childcare for networking events so I created my own event and that's my story and often when I tell people about you know my journey and my story um I find that I'm actually now drawing people to me that are very similar in their aims and objectives. So mumpreneurs, startups, mm-hmm. you know, they're very interested in what I do. Um, and a lot of the people that attend my events are from, you know, the entrepreneurial world and from yeah. all walks of life. Some are established businesses and indeed some are startups or people thinking of setting up mm-hmm. a business. So it's all about telling your story because ultimately when you tell your story and you're open and you're transparent with it and you sort of 
give off your unique personality as well, people do want to you. Yeah. And that's actually what ultimately builds your brand. Mm. So from that, um, I've been able to build my own online community. I've got a hashtag, which is inspire your biz, um, often just before events or even on some of my posts and during the events people will use that hashtag and they'll talk about the event you know it's all on the Facebook page as well Um, so yeah that's how I've managed to build the brand up having that online presence absolutely key and trying to get a visual identity whether that's a logo or just a monogram having some really nice lettering or even your initials um, to start you off with something that you can have that people will recognise you by that is easily identifiable you know and and, and really accessible to different people and, and and you know, thinking about where and you stand. can any mum just do this themselves? Or would you advise they get some kind of help from someone? Or can someone literally just sit, like if, if a mum's listening right now and haven't really, they've got their business, but they haven't really kind of branded it yet. Mm-hmm. Can they literally just sit down and think, okay, because I like what you um said about your story. So is that maybe the first step is to really, you said your story in literally one sentence. Yes. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it's very like, you're a single mum, uh, you couldn't get childcare, networking events, bang. Like, yeah. we know what you do now. Yeah. So is it getting that right in, you know... Yeah, I think it's understanding where you're coming from and what your plans are, your vision and your purpose. So mm-hmm. for me, even with Insight to Marketing, my vision for Insight to Marketing is to help as many people as I can to mm-hmm. grow their businesses through strategic, tactical plans, yeah. helping them to understand why they should be doing certain things in marketing... <sighs> But uh, <laughs> but also how they can do these things either on their own or with support from someone like myself. So in answer to your question, yes, you absolutely can build a brand on your own. There are some unique tips um, and tools online. A Canva, C-A-N-V-A. Oh, Mike, this is my best friend. <laughs> is absolutely awesome for delivering uh, and producing your own concepts unique photographs you can upload your own photographs you can put your own wording on it hashtag it whatever you want however you want to look build your own brand and they've actually got a really excellent online blog as well Mm. which will help you to build brands so you know if you haven't got the budget to afford a designer even if you don't want to use Canva and tools like that you can still build your brand online just make sure it's unique and it's consistent to you so don't start off with a logo that uses for example to Homer font and all of your, your documents are written into Homer font and then you know next week you're using Ariel or God forbid Times New Roman you know try and keep it consistent and with the same look and feel I I shouldn't laugh because some people's (laughs) websites are in Times New Roman yes and that's fine fine. if that works for you that's absolutely fine but just keep it consistent because what I often see with clients that come and speak to me is a client that may be um struggling with developing a brand and you know obviously that's not their area of expertise so that I'm not expecting them to understand how a brand is built but they they're just it's all over the place um and I'm very you glad know. you mentioned that because I think a lot of people overlook that only up until I, I don't know maybe five months ago I was just doing whatever and then I thought <laughs> hold on for a second if I want everything to look I only use one font now yes absolutely. one for my kind of youtube vinavi.com and one for mum to millionaire mm-hmm. just and that's it totally Two recommend different. that and and I never, and then I was like, wow, this looks so much more better now. Yeah. But it's such a, and it sounds so silly, but people just, you don't, I didn't even notice what yeah. I was doing yeah. until I sat down. I was like, hold on, why am I just doing, <laughs> and it also saves you time because absolutely everything's in the same font. Absolutely. You don't have to think, oh, what font shall I do today? Yeah. So it's and, really and simple things like that absolutely. that do actually make a difference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, one of the things that we've done very recently, I mean, I used to do it all the time in my nine to five, but I create brand guidelines. Mm-hmm. So that's basically like, um, I, w- I shouldn't say a Bible, but it's almost like a, a, a book uh, or, or a 
sheet if if you haven't got the budget to produce a really big book it's a set of guidelines that actually defines what your brand is about so what colors you use pantone references if you get leaflets designed externally you know what color blue shade blue you're using your font style um any strap line that you use Mm -hmm. how it should look you know how many millimeters should your logo be away from the edge of the sheet you know Things like that. So these things all help to maintain consistency. So even if you have like a PA... Oh, your dummy's just fallen. <laughs> so if you've got a, um, a VA or a PA, is that actually quite a good idea to have like this sheet of your brand? It's helpful yeah, so they absolutely. know what they're doing as well. Absolutely. I mean, if I give you an example, um, I've worked in public sector, I've worked in private sector and charities, and what I found really surprising actually is in some organisations who I shan't mention um, oh, go on. no I won't I won't um, keep professional they, they actually didn't have any set of brand guidelines so I'd be working with them they'd bring me in on a strategic project or a commercial project mm. and they'd say to me we want you to you know drive X amount of million followers to our website or we want you to you know mm. get X amount of bums on seats for a training course and I'd say yeah that's fine um, can you let me know how I should brand this and they'd sort of leave me to my own devices and I really struggled with that because working as a as a um, in brand and design you know working with agencies it's really important for me to be able to understand what I need to use yeah. what tools I can use and that's where brand guidelines come in so often I would find myself in those sort of situations working with a design team and actually compiling a set of brand guidelines and leaving them with the client so yeah. that when I'm gone should anyone else come on board they've got a very black and white set of ideas yeah. very clear about how the brand should look where the logo should be positioned on any dual branded mm-hmm. marketing um, and things like that so yeah brand guidelines absolutely key but building a brand from scratch is possible I don't recommend it if you don't have any design mm-hmm. experience and I also don't recommend it if you don't have an eye for design yeah. so I'm not saying you can't design it because you can do anything you put your mind to but if you haven't got the patience and energy to be fiddling with you know a mouse uh, resizing <laughs> cropping you know uh, making files smaller mm. then don't just hire a specialist because the amount of hours you'll spend designing even on something as simple as Canva Mm. you could potentially be you know consulting with someone or or investing time in in yourself reading a book watching an e-how video Um, so give it to the specialist that's always my recommendation and I work with a number of designers that do things very affordable Um, I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm all for doing things cheaply and doing stuff yourself but sometimes the best advice and tip is some you have to invest in yourself and your business absolutely if you actually can't do something like I didn't create my own logo because I I can't sit there and do a logo like I probably like you said I probably could yeah. if I you know put my mind to it but I have no attention to do that so I paid someone to do it yeah and I'd, I'd um, absolutely recommend yeah. that I'd absolutely recommend that I mean um I can design mm. I have a brilliant eye for design I know what what things should look like but I would never try and you know yeah. start designing my own leaflet mm. um in fact on that point I'm going to be doing design training for myself as a bit of personal development so that I can start designing designing my own leaflets but I work with designers who Mm -hmm. are absolutely red hot on designing really good stuff so um, you know, it's possible if, if, you, if someone like me, I don't have the energy. I definitely don't have the passion to design at this time. Um, I don't have the time either, my own materials. So I, I do uh, work with designers. But if you're a mum at home and, you know, you're thinking about starting up, yeah, have a fiddle, you yeah. know, go on to Canva, go online. There are lots of templates for flyers. Uh, you know, there are lots of resources online. You've just got to have the time yeah. to look for it. And it's there, you yeah, know, exactly. it is there. 
Um, I don't want to go into it too much because we probably could talk about it for hours, but in terms of like colours and fonts, do you have any tips on that when it comes to a brand? Um, I don't know, is there any colours to stay away from? I don't know, all that kind of... Yeah, I mean, I'm really there's, interested. there's lots of different things around colours and brand and the psychology of colour as well. Mm. I mean, at the moment, I'm working with a coach who is rebranding and um, one of the pieces of advice I've given to him, particularly because he's around mindset coaching, is that he needs to consider, you know, his, his clientele are potentially people that are coming potentially from a low place. Mm -hmm. So I'm asking him to steer clear of moody colours. Yeah. So for example, a really dark blue, mm -hmm. um, you know, or a very hot red, which mm -hmm. um, if some people, colour theorists, is actually linked to, you know, different things that potentially he doesn't want to be referring oh. his audience back to. Yeah. Um, so it's about warmer colours, you know, mm -hmm. colours that soothe, um, relaxing colours. Um, so when building a brand, it's definitely important to look at the psychology of colour. And there are lots of different theories about that. I actually post quite regularly on Instagram around the psychology of colour. Um, and um, there are lots of tutorials and things as well yeah. online. So just think, always think carefully around that. Um, accessibility, something I'm really hot on. So thinking about the size font that you use mm -hmm. and also colors so someone that's colorblind thinking about how they would access your information and also someone who's got vis vi visual impairment yeah. so using lots of cap cap ca full caps text is a big no-no for me mm -hmm. even if it's on a headline for something I, I really try and stay clear of that and where I see a client has got lots of caps text I do try and advise them to not use that because yeah. somebody with dyslexia or visual impairment will find that very hard to read and not many oh. people know that no I didn't I was like why, why can't we use covered <laughs> uh, yeah and additionally colours like black and yellow black and red you know using a really really bright green against a white mm -hmm. uh, you know there are lots of different combinations but just thinking you know around accessibility and indeed things like plain English so yeah. it's not just about visual identity it's about the words you use the tone the jargon making sure that you break things down as a brand and that you're very straightforward in how you communicate yeah. so you know yes you might have an in-house style which again is something that we do for clients your in-house style could be around you know words like you know internal documents you know you might have a process that you refer yeah. to for example PI, PIR for example uh, post implementation review which is something that I used to do back in the day um, I love that back in the back day back in the day working the 9 to 5 so yeah <laughs> when I did my 9 to 5 I used to do PIRs at BT and um they, I knew what that was, but if I went externally and said to one of my clients, you know, doing product placement with Scenario UK, you know, I've got to do a post-implementation review on that phone box in EastEnders, you know, mm -hmm. can I do that PIR with you? They wouldn't know what I'm talking about. I would about. look at you and like, what are you talking about? You exactly. crazy woman. <laughs> exactly. So it's about making sure that you break down the jargon. And there's actually a plain English guide online. Mm -hmm. um, there's a plain English campaign as well, which I have blogged about recently. And that gives you lots of useful tips and information on okay. plain English, communicating yeah. in a straightforward way. Absolutely no jargon, jargon free. If you're going to use acronyms in your brand, absolutely fine. Make sure that you break down what that acronym okay. is. Um, especially if you're going to use it in a document as well. Break it down the first time it appears in your document and then make sure that you yeah. have people that understand what that acronym is throughout. Okay. Um, all really essential to building mm -hmm. your brand. It's definitely not about logo only. More about, you know, visual identity, tone, you know, tone yeah. of voice, messaging, really big part of it as well, yeah. And as a big part of it ju is just to be consistent as yes. well. Don't, I think we just mentioned that anyway. Yeah. Don't just one minute be all like happy and like talking like this and the next minute be like, yeah, boo. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, do, absolutely. So always be consistent yeah. through everything, like your tweets, your blog posts, mm-hmm. your... In, we need to feel as the same person, don't yes, we? Yes, absolutely. I mean, in a sense, your smile is your logo. Even yeah. face-to-face, your smile is your logo. And... and what you leave with people is your trademark. So yeah. all your messaging and things like that, that's your trademark. Mm-hmm. That's your brand, okay? So um, when you're out and about, face-to-face, networking events, even in meetings, the, the vibe you give off, that's your trademark. That's what yeah. people are going to remember you by. And first impressions always count. Um, so, yeah, okay, you might have a bad hair day. That's, that, that can, you know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But what are you saying as a brand? Yeah. What are you portraying? What is your trademark? What mm-hmm. are you known for? What is your legacy? I'm all about that. Yeah. Um, if you if you are a brand and you're thinking about building a serious brand with a long-term vision and plan, you know, you might have some quick wins to just get a quick logo out there, fire out some messaging, mm-hmm. but you need to have a long-term plan. Where is your brand going? Yeah. Who do you want to be targeting and speaking to or doing business with years from now? Because that needs to be built into mm-hmm. your strategic plan. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I think it is easy for us to get really happy over those quick wins. And it's good to do that to keep us motivated. Yeah. But at the same time, we, we, we're building a business. I don't want to just start something and then, oh, next year, oh, I'm not going to do that anymore. Absolutely. Like, what is it? We, I think we always have to see that longer vision. And what V just said is, like, sometimes you it will take you longer as well to get to where you want to get. Mm-hmm. But put the work in now yeah. Yeah. and you'll be- see the results. Exactly. And, and it's about being patient as well, patient with yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. nothing happens overnight. If I tell you, insight to marketing, that red eye that everybody sees floating mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, and I should say that red eye is about my eyes because they're absolutely huge I'm, I'm like a fish um, I bet not <laughs> that eye is my eye and actually that's all about what I'm about I'm about sharing ideas and giving people insight into marketing so that's why that's how my vision and my, my oh, brand yeah, was created I just realised yeah, that my big eyes like, and my oh, yeah. insight so um, but see that's the whole brand insight to marketing and you've got your eye yes. and then you've just given that story of like because my eyes are big yes now I'm sure everyone will remember that yes. even though not in a negative way well, it, it may be negative <laughs> But I know that I leave a lasting impression. Can you just see? I think V just said that in like a throwaway comment, but just listening to you, that is your brand. You've just worked that all in really quickly. Yeah. And people will remember that now. Yeah. Um, do you have any examples for kind of mums listening? I don't know, any specific businesses on, you know, brand guidelines for them? Um, I mean, for each client that I work with the brand guideline would be tailored to them I don't I never on any project offer uh, you know one stop I offer a one stop shop but I don't offer a one size fits all so everything is very much in response to Mm -hmm. client needs Um, and what I will say is each brand guideline will be very different. So, yeah. for example, yes, you might work in healthcare, mm-hmm. but your NHS brand guidelines will not be the same as your GP surgery, will yeah. not be the same as your dentist, mm-hmm. yeah? Um, they'll, they'll all have their own unique style. Mm-hmm. Um, what is definitely key is in a set of brand guidelines, you need to understand what your brand represents, mm-hmm. as I said earlier. Colour palette, absolutely key. Um, font face, so the type of um, style font that you're using, mm-hmm. and the size, I think, if you're going to have a particular style font, for documents you might not have that same style for the website might be the same font but a different size font so things like that maybe minor but very important especially if you want to maintain consistency another key thing is understanding as a brand what you want to do in terms of your visual identity in terms of images stroke illustration so what you often find is a new business will start using things like clip art Mm -hmm. sad but true Um, and do people still use clip art yeah they do yeah they do they do are you you sure it still exists clip art for some businesses I'm not going to name names but I'm aware of two businesses that are amongst my circle 
local who still have a logo that's clip art um, oh, and they're very passionate about their business as well and there's nothing wrong with that if yeah. it works for them but it's definitely no, well, I'm just in I shock because I didn't know clip art still existed I was like yeah. what? <laughs> on word on word you can, oh, you can find images and stuff wow. um, well, I might, you might see an Instagram post later with a clip art well yeah I don't mind I, I won't comment on it though. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah it's, I don't advise anyone to use clip art um, or anything that looks like clip art so having a, 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 a sort of look and feel for your brand mm-hmm. absolutely key so if you're going to use images they might be a particular type of image I don't advise on stock photos okay um, I advise on original images yeah. so I've got a client at the moment they're a cleaning company the guy said yeah you know I've got my own leaflet you know I wanted you to really help me with marketing planning and I said that's fine let me see your leaflet don't go to print yet let me see it and he showed it to me and the leaflet was awesome but the only thing that was problem with it was the images I felt that they were personally um very stock looking and as a customer I always put myself in the eyes of a customer I don't feel that they represented his brand very well he's got an exceptional service but the pictures look like they were taking off of Getty Images and Getty Images are awesome for Mm. stock photos but sometimes their images aren't appropriate so thinking about if you want to use an image or an illustration and if you're going to use an illustration try and make sure that illustrator is consistent as well don't just use random illustrations or comic book strips and if you are going to use comic book strips make sure that they look the same throughout because you don't want to have inconsistency in your marketing you get an evil face then like come on make sure (laughs) close my eyes and say you know there's a passion behind what I'm saying Um, but yeah no just be sure on what you're going to use or have an idea from the beginning Mm. and there's nothing wrong with mixing images with illustration but again just make sure it's consistent throughout Um, and it's not difficult to get you can I take loads of my own images Images and then just like blur them out a bit or expand them yeah. and this you can be so creative and I'm all for time saving it does not take you a lot of time no. to do that no it at doesn't all. so like you said there's so many stock photos you can get there but try and just do your own mm-hmm. and it no one else has that then exactly because sometimes I will see an image and I and then I go like I don't know a week later and I'll be like I saw I saw that image yeah, like, yeah, someone else's. yeah and that's what I was saying to this guy I mean my, the client that I just gave the example of cleaning company um really good top-notch service mm-hmm. and do you know he took my advice he's updated the leaflet and I, I saw it just yesterday and he showed it to me and uh, you can probably see my eyes lighting up when I'm talking about it but it was an amazing difference yeah. and yeah. amazing he took photos of his staff cleaning on the job and I also encouraged him to do some before and after shots mm-hmm. of cleaning That's jobs a, that he'd yeah. done and the leaflet looks 10,000 times better mm-hmm. and now he's gone to print and he's now satisfied that his leaflet's going to do the job in telling his story mm-hmm. a more personalised um, look as well because it's obviously using his staff as yeah. opposed to stock photos um, and his messaging is a little bit more punchy as well mm-hmm. so rather than the really long bullet points I made it much more short Shorter, and sweet yeah. uh, you can see in you know 20 seconds where his phone number is you know how to get in touch online um, useful you know mm-hmm. information about social media stuff and it looks much better he's yeah. happy with it I'm very happy with it as well so you know that's great and from a branding point of view just going quickly back onto you know you said it's a, a lot about the kind of online presence mm-hmm. in this world we're living in what tips would you give to someone's like homepage as soon if someone's an accountant they're a mum they've just opened their own um, they, they bake at home uh, a face painter anything like that what would you say they need on their homepage? Just keep it very simple, or what, what do they need? I think everyone's style is very different. That's a really good question. Mm. So everyone's style is very different. And images, uh, certainly moving images, um, 
people have different views on this, but I think images sell a lot. They tell a story as well. And I definitely think that personalized images, so using your own unique images yeah. on your site is very good. If you're a baker, actually having pictures of your cakes and not just pictures of your cake, maybe you making a cake on a video, you know, yeah. a 15 second video. Maybe you introducing yourself as the baker behind the scenes, your kitchen, you know, 360 view of your kitchen or, or, or some of your ingredients, mm-hmm. but telling your story through your, through your homepage and on your homepage, having a link to or or even showing the feed of your website and again this is you get different views on this but having someone actually um, show you how you can get to access them through social media profiles so Twitter Facebook um, you know LinkedIn uh, Instagram pages Tumblr Pixar all those things you know having them through your homepage. but the key thing is you know an introduction to yourself so about you and having information about you know um, how to get in touch with you absolutely key and some sort of form so you know having what what do you think about um say going back to the accountant it's like in the accounting business what do you what is your view on the about page because I personally think the about page is like a key seller but for some but I suppose mum to millionaire is a bit different it's kind of an online business helping people you know it's I don't class myself as a traditional business yes yeah but for someone who is an accountant or a florist anything like that on their about page would they still go in quite personal with their story or like what you'd very short and snappy like this is kind of why I set my business up and this is what I can do for you rather than like what is your thought on I've always I think the about us page or about me page or your named page is very personal to you Mm. um some people will tell their story through their page. Others will just say quite simply what their unique selling point is and actually what their extra value proposition is. So mm. how they compare uh, to competitors, what what makes them very different. Yeah. Why would you want to do business with me? That's really what you're saying mm. in the About Us section. So more than just your CV, you know, uh, more than just blowing your own trumpet, actually talking about as a brand what you represent. Yeah. Who have you worked with maybe? What people say about you? Why would someone want to do business with you? How do you differ from, you know, Joe Bloggs down the road? Mm-hmm. That's potentially what your About Us page is going to say. But ultimately, how could people connect with you? You know, once they've left that page, if that's where they decide to leave your, your website, how can they get in touch with you beyond there? Is it social media? Do they need to pick up the phone? Mm-hmm. Make sure that that's coming across on your website mm-hmm. and as many of your pages as possible. And again, that form whether it's a form or just a, you know, a data capture, uh, you know, just a few boxes that capture things like email and get them to opt into your newsletter, just make sure that you are collecting some data so that you know when someone lands on your site, they've got a reason, whether that's getting a free, you know, 10 tips on accounting, you know, 10 tips on how to... Um, wrap a a bouquet you know make sure it's useful to them and give them a reason for coming back Mm. scrolling news feed you know having some options there on you know um, your twitter feed even give them a reason to come back to your site absolutely I think that is a key point and it's going back to I don't want to go off topic here but it's like even having that blog even if you are an accountant even if just once a week they'll Mm -hmm. keep people coming back won't it yes and in this online world that we live in that is just so important now isn't it yeah engaging content forget about us yeah engaging content absolutely and and content marketing strategy critical to building a brand didn't mention that earlier and I'll mention it now so online presence Mm -hmm. offline presence as well making sure that your content is red hot so when someone sees your brand sees your content it's relevant to them so you know um, someone that works in childcare childminder for example um, massive gap in the market for childcare marketing a lot of people don't really get it but being a mumpreneur myself and also a registered childminder didn't know that oh I didn't know that Um, there there is um, a gap there a lot of childminders are online they're talking lots about the 
massively brilliant service that they offer but they're not giving additional tips they're not talking about what's going on in the industry the queen's speech what she recently said about childcare, you know free childcare provisions parental leave these are things that people that are using your services are yeah. going to be interested in so why not talk yeah, to them about it there's a massive market there isn't there and no, you're right yeah, no absolutely. one is doing that absolutely one of my clients is actually a child care uh, mm. setting as well and what I do for him is I generate lots of useful content yeah. so on Twitter he's managed to grow his following because I'm pushing out information not just about his excellent nursery but also about relevant childcare you know information you know the latest information on childcare you know provision Mm. you know um, equipment that's out there food recipes you know lots of things because even though I don't know your client and I'm my son is too old now to go to nursery but I would still possibly follow him just with the other content exactly so that is a that's a great tip on how you can build your Twitter following it's not all about you 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 no you need to be like it's all about them 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 and giving it's all about giving sharing having you having a unique voice making sure that people identify with you Mm. and understanding who your audience are once you know who your audience are okay so for the example of i don't know um a teacher that offers training online online workshops that could be a very broad audience but understanding who that audience are will then enable you to define specific messages and build content around your audience and it's definitely not just about you it's about giving extra value yeah always about giving extra value oh i love this you have given so many great tips and i don't know if you've noticed listening to this that the baby the the baby (laughs) um, was like you know making lots of lovely noises and now she's fallen asleep i think i've bored her she's had enough Marketing and branding was, I just glanced at V and I was like, oh my God, she's sleeping. This is the <laughs> cutest thing. Um, thank you so much for coming on. You've given so many great tips, but what would you say is that kind of beginner's tip? What is that first baby step a mum can do listening right now who's like, oh crap, <laughs> like, I need to really do something with my brand? What is the first thing they should do? Absolutely must understand what you stand for. Yeah. Okay? Understand what you stand for and write down on a piece of paper, even if it's just bullet points, it doesn't need to be a long story. Understand what you stand for and write down, you know, your purpose. What's your vision? Where are you going with your brand? Where do you want to be years from now? What are your financial objectives? You know, do you want to make a million in your first six months? Maybe. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and what are your non-financial objectives? Is it just to build brand awareness? Is it to attract, you know, um, mumpreneurs? You know, write those down because those are your goals that you'll be working towards and ultimately what's going to shape your brand strategy, your marketing strategy and your content marketing mm-hmm. strategy as well. So everything that you say and communicate yeah. will be shaped around what you stand for as a brand. Um, understand what your story is as well. If you're at home and you're thinking about starting up and you don't have a brand yet, you don't have a logo yet think about what you stand for why are you starting this business because that's essentially what people want to understand when they warm to you you know why should it for fun yeah you know (laughs) what what why should i buy from you why should i buy your cakes are you making them from organic produce are you using a really nice chocolate Mm. you know why should i um why should i really warm to your brand why should i do business with you once you understand that you then need to start building on your your visual identity um and as I said earlier, you know, what, what, you're, what you're going to look and sound like. Um, and then it kind of goes from there. But if you haven't already got an online presence, get one. I dare you. I triple dare you to get, dare you. <laughs> get yourself online. Don't be an egghead, though. <laughs> 
put a picture up or even a logo. And I know some people advise against a logo. I have successfully built my brand online by being a logo. And I've just recently come out of the woodwork as a face (laughs) on some of my social media profiles. (laughs) So do have a a go at building something online. And don't just spread yourself thin across every platform going. Look at where your audience might be because your audience might not be on Twitter. I I doubt that they won't be, but they might not be. Look at where your audience are. Google Plus, Twitter, LinkedIn, if you're looking to build contacts with employees and potential contractors and suppliers, mm-hmm. and then build your network. Yeah. Get out there and network online and offline, okay? I think that is important tip, offline as well. Yes, absolutely. Oh, they were great. And I need to ask you one last thing, Dean. Okay. Because you have four children <laughs> and you're this amazing, successful, inspirational businesswoman, what is your best productivity tip? Uh, one of them is bring your child to meetings. <laughs> Absolutely. Just work with lots of people that love kids. Um, <laughs> Imagine if I said you no, you're not allowed your child. <laughs> I think best productivity tip for me is to-do lists, but not to kill yourself, or shouldn't say, shouldn't use that term, to-do lists, but not to go, um, not to get you know bogged down on them. If you don't get something done, park it up, do it another day. Okay. Don't beat yourself up about it. Um, I work with to-do lists. Some of my to-do lists are as long as my arm on one day. And then they might be really short. Yeah. They might just be something like, read a book. Feed the baby. Yeah, <laughs> feed the baby, change a nappy, read a book. <laughs> and that will be my to-do list. But seriously, work with to-do lists and don't kick yourself if you can't get through everything. Um, do what you can. Have a really positive mindset. You know, some days are going to be worse than others in terms of getting things done. And that's fine. We don't all have great days, you know. Um, but just try and stay productive and understand that, you know, you're you're not the only one out there who might be an entrepreneur. Yeah. There are others in this. Um, and, you know, if you build a network offline, I think you'll find that there are many people mm-hmm. that are building their dream as well. Just make sure that you have that balance, work-life balance. Um, and stay as productive as possible you know there are lots of tools out there that will help you manage i use uh outlook i also use my online uh, calendar and google drive dropbox you know um, she's got it all on lock yeah so then there are lots of things you can use lots of apps as well lots of cool apps um you can use as well and that that really helps me stay on track v you've just given such invaluable information and you've managed to do it with a baby on your (laughs) lap this is like amazing i really wish i could have filmed this because it's just seriously this is what I think being a mumpreneur and I know some people are a bit funny about that word but I think we should embrace it absolutely like you are a mum of four children and you are running a business I think it's fantastic where can we find out more about you find out more about me on twitter so that's at i and the number two marketing and yes i have spoken about consistency in marketing the only reason why it's i2 marketing is because the word insight to marketing couldn't fit okay I she added so that in, like. on, on pinterest and on uh, twitter i am i2 marketing i'm also now on periscope on insight to marketing snapchat on insight to marketing and uh, google plus as well so you can find me across a number of platforms and facebook too insight to marketing and don't forget your Instagram Instagram <laughs> yes insight to marketing uh, yeah just have a look for me and you'll find me I'm happy to connect share ideas you know bounce off off your ideas too and feedback um, and I'll be launching something very soon where people can feedback um, get free tips from me as well via uh, streaming so yeah free um, so do connect with me guys and, and, and obviously inspire your biz as well which is a, an, a regular event now uh, Love it. next one happening very soon so do check that seriously, out seriously thank you so much for coming on the show so 
pleasure. Their tips have been amazing. And don't worry, if you missed any of these links, it's going to be over on the blog post and we're going to do a lovely recap um, of uh, all her fabulous tips as well. It's going to be on mumtomillionaire.com forward slash episode 27. mumtomillionaire.com forward slash episode 27. And remember, take action today, not tomorrow. Be confident, be brave, be you. Thank you for being part of the Mum to Millionaire journey. Mum to Millionaire, I empower you to take control, make money. Mum to Millionaire, you can have it all, we won't let you fall. Mum to Millionaire. Please like us on facebook.com forward slash Mum to Millionaire. Love you. <laughs> Love you too, Mummy.